Village Vice. I'm Zach Blagerby. He is the Brad Law, and this is Village Vice. We got some buy-sell today. We've got our Village Vice six-pack, and we're going to talk a little basketball because Brad's in Brooklyn with the team, so why not? As we get ready for the Legends Classic starting Thursday night, they will also play Friday, depending on uh, the time, depends on if they win or lose and all that good stuff. But, Brad, let's start off with buy sell if you don't mind and of course uh that's brought to you by our buddy ross kilpatrick at exit realty anchor south and auburn serving the auburn area with locations in auburn lake martin and fort walton beach from auburn to lake martin to the emerald coast of florida contact ross kilpatrick with exit realty anchor south for all of your real estate needs of course war eagle from ross all right are we buying or selling auburn has over 400 yards of total offense against new mexico state on saturday I will buy that. I think the offense is playing with confidence. I think they're in rhythm. I don't think they've been playing so well offensively that this is a game they slack off. We talked a little bit about it uh, yesterday that um, they're just not to the point of complacency yet. They haven't done it long enough. So I think the hunger is still there. And yep, I, I think they'll look awfully good offensively. Yeah, this New Mexico State team is decent like i think it's a lot better than a lot of people expected it to be especially after the loss to umass to start the season but when you look at what they do and how they beat people they outscore them they don't really slow folks down and so if auburn takes care of the football they should be able to move the ball pretty effectively and consistently over the course of these 60 minutes so i think even if new mexico state were to pull the unthinkable i think they're gonna have to do it by like beating Auburn to 50 points, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think Auburn gets over 400 yards of offense. I'm buying that. Yeah, Brad, I think record, pretty balanced, too. Yeah, they are. They are. Which quarterback plays, it, it seems like their backup will play. How much does that impact their offense, too? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, Brad, as we record this Thursday morning, 10 years ago, 10 years ago, it was the, the prayer in Jordan-Hare. Some people call it the miracle, whatever. Ricardo Lewis's yeah. catch from Nick Marshall to put Auburn ahead of Georgia in 2013. So are you buy or selling that the play that happened 10 years ago is a top three play in Auburn history? Yeah, I buy that. Of course. I absolutely, I buy that. That play and the kick six together are two of the top three plays in Auburn history. I mean, kick six, obviously, but the implications of the game of the, of the Iron Bowl that year aren't what they are without the miracle at Jordan-Hare. And the fact that Auburn blew a 20-point fourth-quarter lead, yeah. the fact that Aaron Murray's touchdown should have never been ruled a touchdown that gave Georgia the lead, so there's a little bit of ball don't lie with the miracle at Jordan-Hare. Sure. Um, go back and watch it. That's a real thing. Um, everything around that, just there was no chance for Auburn to recover after losing that lead. There was no chance. But they fashioned a chance, and they made it happen, and that set up the mother of all Iron Bowls a couple of weeks later. So, yes, absolutely I buy that it's one of the top three plays in Auburn history. I have a little uh, story about that play if you would like to hear it. Uh, I want to hear as much about this play as possible. So, yes, right. enlighten so, us. At the time, I worked in North Carolina for what is now Learfield. It was IMG then, and they were the rights holder at that time for Auburn, for Georgia, for many other schools. And I worked on the Michigan broadcast at the time. And our broadcasts were set up in literally office cubicles. 
right? Mm -hmm. You had your soundboard, you had monitors, you had TVs, you had all of your equipment just in a, in a cubicle. And so I was working the Michigan game and directly behind me across the aisle was the Auburn broadcast. All right. Directly beside me. I mean, immediately to my right was the Georgia broadcast. And he and I had so much fun, like at each other's expense, he would bark at me and I would say war Eagle to him. And it was a, it was a really fun time. So we're up 20 points and I'm barking at him playfully throughout the, the early part of the second half. They start to come back and then he's barking literally. Well, uh, you have to understand I'm watching the, I couldn't tell you what happened in the Michigan game. All right. I'm sorry to all my Michigan friends. Couldn't tell you at all what was happening in the Michigan game at the time. It was probably a big game. They were pretty good that year. Um, uh -huh. But um, the Auburn broadcast is going on behind me and they are, you know, the, the guy who's running that broadcast is ahead of everybody else. Cause he's hearing it happen in real time. Everybody else is just watching on TV. And so he doesn't want to give away what's happening, but it's fourth and 18. Everybody's watching fourth down and they think nothing good is going to happen here. He yeah. starts pounding the side of the cubicle as hard as he can. And we all, what in the world is happening on this play? And then sure enough, we all watch it play out and all the reaction and the whole building, like you could tell everybody at once throughout the whole building reacted to that play. That's the kind of special play that it was. And it's kind of neat to have a, a unique memory of that play. Yeah. It's a, where were you when this happened type moment? Yeah. And I mean, everybody knows, and I was there, I was in my parents' seats that game. I mean, it, it was incredible. It was incredible. So that happened 10 years ago. It's flown by, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I buy it too. I think it's a top three play in Auburn football history. Uh, three quarterbacks play for Auburn on Saturday. You buying or selling? Yeah, I'll buy that. Yep, I, I will. I think you saw three against Arkansas, and I think this game goes similar to how the Arkansas game went. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I will buy that as well. I think I we think see so Robbie. Too. I think we see Holden. All right, let's zoom out just a little bit. Let's zoom okay. out on this buy-sell. Do you buy, buy or sell that, by the way? I, I do. I do okay. buy it. No need to throw anything, but I, I, I do buy that. Right. Yes, yes. Um, Brian Harson will be the head coach at Boise next year. You buy or sell what are you doing? Um, he, he's the odds-on favorite at this point. Yeah, I know. One of our friends at uh, my bookie. I um, I buy that. I think he will, and I think he'll win there. By the way, just to clarify, just yeah, to, just for anybody, anybody who happens to see this, not naming names, but just for anybody in particular. Yeah, if anybody wants to slide in DMs or whatever, I think it'd be sure. great. Sure, think right. it'd be great. Whatever you're doing with your free time. Um, yes, I think he will. Be. I buy that, and I think he'll win there. All right. Texas A&M, they call Jimbo Fisher and or Urban Meyer for their head coaching job. Texas A&M won't call Jimbo Fisher, no. I don't okay. think they'll call Jimbo. Because... I didn't mean Jimbo. I meant Dabo Sweeney. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I don't think they will. I sell that. I think um, I think they will target Rhett Lashley or uh, Mike Elko. I think Elko number one. Wow. And I think Lashley number two. Wow. Yep. I'm buying it. I, I don't think you pay seventy plus mil for Mike Elko. I just I just have a hard time wrapping my brain around that. But well, maybe you do. Maybe you. Yeah. Do. You're also not going to pay your next guy. You know, 
nine or 10 or 11 or 12 million a year, unless he's depends I mean, who it is, but that? sure. You're right. Let, let me ask you this in today's college football world is Dabo in 2023 any better than what Jimbo was in 2017 or 2018? I think so. I yeah, mean, I think is so. Dabo going to get Clemson back to the level at which they were? Now, yeah. what Dabo's done at Clemson is already better than what Jimbo did at Florida State. I'm just saying there's mm -hmm. a there was a noticeable decline at Florida State before Jimbo ever left Tallahassee. So is what we're seeing at Clemson the same thing, or is it just a one-off? I think I think Clemson needs a, an elite quarterback for them to win, but that's most college programs. So I don't think that's this huge knock against Dabo. Yeah. I just don't think he's maybe as an elite of a coach, but he's a top five coach in college football, wouldn't you think? Based on his record, yeah. Based on the last 10 years, yes. Based on the, on the next 10, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's the question. I guess that's the question. But, like, I think he's more likely to be a top 10 coach over the next 10 years mm -hmm. than Mike Elko or Rhett Lashley. I don't know. Really? I don't know about that. I, I really do think that Dabo's time has crested and that we are that that he is on the downside of his coaching career. Yeah, I maybe you're right. I and and by the way, I don't want to take anything away. It's been a magnificent 10 years. They really did what he said a few weeks ago in his rant is true. They had never done before at Clemson what he's right. been able to do there. Um, they're just not recruiting at the same level. Um, DJ Uyunglele went to Oregon State, and I get it's the Pac-12. Don't come at me with it's Pac-12 versus this, that, or the other. But Pac-12 is mean, the best conference in football right now. He's doing just fine out in Corvallis. If Dabo yeah. had DJ this year, would they be six and four? Don't know. So I Don't just, know. yeah, I there's no question if we're talking about resumes and total package resumes. Um, yeah, Dabo is is a top five coach in college football. But if you look ahead, if you forecast the next 10 years, yeah, not so sure. All right. That's buy, sell, and it's brought to you uh, by our friend Ross Kilpatrick at Exit Realty, Anchor South. Give him a call. It's Christmas. Buy a house for your family. You deserve it. Your family deserves it. Call the <laughs> 334-402-0028. Thank you so much to Ross for partnering with Village Vice. Time for a little six-pack. Action. All right, Brad Long. we're gonna we're gonna get into these games right away here. The Village Vice six pack. I have no idea what the standings are. I don't go track that. If anybody else wants to track it for us and leave it in the comments, that'd be great. That'd be um, great. We'll start with a top ten Louisville team. Everybody saw Louisville in the top ten at the beginning of the year, didn't they? Uh, Louisville is at Miami. Top ten Louisville. How big a favorite is Louisville? They're not. Miami's a one point favorite in Coral Gables. Yeah, I'm going to take Louisville. I'm going to take Louisville. And it's not that I believe in Louisville. It's just Miami hasn't shown me anything that they can yeah. win an important game this year. Louisville Louisville has. So yeah. I'll, uh, I'll go with Louisville. All right. I kind of like Miami here. I don't know that Louisville can sustain what they've what they've been doing. And I think I they – Yeah. So I just – and that is purely a – because it's not because I followed Louisville. Uh, it's just they, they haven't been there. They've got to prove that they can sustain it before I believe it in November. Sure. So that's a quick start to our Village Vice six-pack. How about number 22, Utah, against 17th-ranked Arizona? Arizona is the one-point favorite 
here. And I'll tell you, Zach, I really like Arizona. I like the freshman quarterback they have. They play exciting football. Um, they have revitalized that program there at, uh, at Arizona. Yeah, and what Arizona is doing is they're getting better every week, which is mm -hmm. what well-coached football teams do. So props to Arizona. It takes a lot for me to pick against Utah, but I'm going yeah. to. I'm going to take Arizona just because this hasn't been Utah's year. Them being hurt and missing their their quarterback and Cam Rising has impacted this team, and you know they thought they'd be in it at this point of the season, and, and they're not. So uh, yeah. I'm going to go with Arizona for uh, for a lot of the reasons you just said, Brad. Uh, it's a, it goes back to a little bit of the bowl game um, mindset, too, is, is what are you playing for? Who's sure. the more motivated team? And for the reasons you just listed, I think Arizona is a more motivated team. That's going to be a really entertaining ball game, by the way. I think so. I agree with you. How about Georgia and Tennessee in Knoxville? It's a top 20 game. Tennessee's hanging on there at number 18. Georgia, 10-point favorite on the road. They battled Missouri. They battled Ole Miss. Can they do it again against a top 20 team? I mean, is is Georgia – are we at that point with Georgia where they're just the odds-on favorite now to, to make it three titles in a row? Brad, when I, Brad, when I saw this line, let me tell you what I did. Yeah. First, I saw it. I'm like, okay, Georgia 10 and a half. Interesting. Let me go get my glasses because I don't think uh -huh. I'm reading this right. Put my glasses on. Still said 10 and a half. I'm like, okay. I thought maybe that maybe I misread that zero for an eight. Maybe it was 18 and a half, and I just couldn't see that line. No, it was 10 and a half. Interesting. Yeah. I go ask my wife. I has much better eyesight than me. I'm like, what's this number? She says 10 and a half. I'm like, okay. All right. All right. So then... I almost dropped my phone and then broke it because I was pushing so hard to get to mybookie.ag to just bet the house <laughs> on Georgia to cover. I mean, I, I do not get it. I do not. I get that I, Tennessee's good at home. Yeah. I get it. They're not as good on the road, but they haven't played a Georgia this year. In fact, the yeah. closest thing they've played to a Georgia was a Missouri. And that went very poorly, and Georgia is way, 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 way better than Missouri. Yeah, give me uh, give me Georgia, and I think they cover the 10.5. So what you're saying is you like Georgia in that game. Yeah. All right, how about Kentucky and South what Carolina? What about you? Are, you? are you taking Georgia? Yeah, I'm taking Georgia. Okay. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. That would have been awkward if we disagreed on that. <laughs> After all that buildup, yeah. Yeah. Kentucky at South Carolina. These are the two teams that have uh, underachieved relative to expectations the most in the SEC. Florida's battling for that title, too, a little bit. Um, but Kentucky and South Carolina. Kentucky, a one-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Let me ask this. In, instead of asking who wins the game, because, frankly, I don't think a lot of people watching this care who wins Kentucky, South Carolina. Kentucky um, wins. All right. Um, the losing coach in this game. In, in any trouble? I don't think so. I can't imagine Stoops ever getting fired from Kentucky. Like, I think it would take multiple losing seasons in order for him to do that. And they beat Florida. Like, that means a lot to those folks. So, I don't think so. Sa South Carolina, I think you've got a better argument. But, man, they love Beamer. They love him over there. And I think they believe in what he's doing. And I don't blame him. I think, he, I think he's building a foundation there. So, I don't think so, Brad. I don't think so. Uh, the yeah. only other coaches in the conference I think I could see getting canned, Pittman at Arkansas. Then I think after that, there's a pretty big drop-up. Napier is yeah. probably next, but I don't think he's going anywhere at Florida unless he continues to lose this recruiting class that he's put together, which could happen. Yeah, right? yeah I mean, they're, they're falling yeah, quick. They are. 
people are flipping like pancakes over there. Mm -hmm. So after that, I don't really see anybody else losing their job this year. Yeah. All right. How about the game I'm most looking forward to watching and listening to uh, because my good friend Tony Castricone is the voice of the Washington Huskies. Number five, Washington. Number 11, Oregon State in Corvallis. Beavers, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Nearly a pick em, but they get they get the home field advantage. Um, really exciting matchup out of the Pac-12, and Auburn's game will be finished by then. So, yeah, yeah looking forward to this one. What do you think? Yeah, it's the game of the week for sure. Yeah. The, the line of this has shifted dramatically because Washington was a favorite. And then to yeah. be a two-and-a-half-point dog, it's pretty wild. I, I, I don't get it. I, I don't fully understand it. It's no disrespect to Oregon State. I just think Washington's really, really good. I think yeah. they're a really like I think they're an elite football team. I think they should be in the college football playoff, and they will if they continue to win. That's right. I, I'm going with my gut, and it's I, I'm not going to pick against Penix unless they're playing, you know, Alabama or Georgia. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll stick with I'll stick with uh, Washington here. Oregon State's two losses this year came on the road at Washington State by three yeah and at arizona by three so uh, yeah two road games um games where they held those teams under their season average their defense is awfully good mm -hmm. this is a struggle for me because i want to pick washington i want to pick yeah. michael Penix. my head says though that oregon state finds a way to get it done at home now it's not an eighty thousand seat you know, stadium, but still they have, they've had a home field advantage. Their defense has played well. And unless Penix and company are just as crisp as they've been all season long, um, I'm going to go Beavers to, to yeah. get it done. I'll go Oregon state to give Washington its first loss and really disrupt that apple cart a, a whole lot more. Cause a one loss Washington team with all those other one loss teams, uh, Makes for interesting playoff conversation. Yeah, it muddies the water because the committee, yeah. I think, would then want to put Oregon ahead of Washington, but I don't think yeah. they can because of the head-to-head. -head. That's what we were That's seeing right. with, you know, Alabama's always one spot behind Texas in these CFP rankings because Texas won the head-to-head. -head. So that really messed things up. So yeah. the you know the Zach that roots for chaos inside of me <laughs> um, wouldn't mind that. So yeah, uh, yeah, right. I can't wait, can't wait for that one Saturday night. All right, finally, Auburn and New Mexico State. Ne neither of us think Auburn is going to lose this game. I think Auburn so, covers, Brad. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I, I don't know. I, I think somewhere in the, gosh, 41 to 13 type range uh, is, is what I'm thinking. Maybe 41-16, you know, a touchdown and some field goals. for Because I think they can move the ball. They can move the ball somewhat efficiently uh but auburn's defense in the red zone is excellent and so i don't think they get more than one touchdown yeah i said 35 to 10 on locked on auburn yeah so there okay. we go there's your village vice six-pack before we move on and talk some basketball zach i got to talk about our friends at manscaped.com um listen if you are thinking about Manscaped, you need to go to manscaped.com, use the promo code VICE, you get 20% off plus free shipping when you use that promo code VICE. And uh, I got to tell you about the Manscaped Performance Package 5.0 
Ultra, the ultimate bundle for the man who deserves it all, and that's you, right? You're you're a man. You're watching. You deserve it all. So get the Manscaped uh, Performance Package 5.0. We're talking about the whole plate and dessert here this Thanksgiving season. You got the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, the Weed Whacker 2.0. That's the ear and nose trimmer. Manscaped's liquid formulations plus two free gifts. Two free gifts. So wow. uh, when you've tackled the fur, Zach, it's time to make sure you smell like royalty with the Crop Soother Aftershave Lotion and the Crop Preserver Anti-Chafe Ball Deodorant. You ever tried ball deodorant before? Numero uno. Once, uh, you know, Zach, what I say, what I like to say is uh, once they touch your sack, you'll never go back, Zach. How often do you say that? How how well, many I times have you said that out loud? Multiple times. I mean, I, it. it's it's become a mantra of okay. mine. I say it multiple times a day. And you will, too, when you go to manscaped.com, use the promo code VICE, get 20% off, plus free shipping. All right. Hard to okay. keep going after that. Not going to lie. No, no, no. We just keep right on rolling here because we got to talk basketball. Uh, this team is uh, playing Notre Dame tonight, Thursday night, at uh, the Barclays Center. We went yesterday, Zach, to the Brooklyn Nets practice facility. Yeah, it's unreal. It's on the seventh floor of a warehouse in downtown Brooklyn, and you see the entire New York City skyline, the Manhattan skyline, from the window of this practice facility. There are pictures out there. It is stunning wow. to see. That's cool. um, and the team went out for a really nice dinner along the river last night. And um, yeah, it's it's been an awesome trip. And now it's kind of time to flip the switch from really cool stuff that you get to see to Go win a basketball game against a Notre Dame team that's picked last in the ACC. Yeah, Notre Dame, I think on paper, looks like a really big game. It looks like a real mm -hmm. big marquee matchup. Auburn, Notre Dame, and a yeah. you know a non-conference tournament in Brooklyn. But when you look at the numbers, like you can make the argument that Notre Dame is the worst team in the Power Six in basketball this season, based on what they've done so far, right? So that's like that. that's a game Auburn needs to win. That's yeah. a game that Auburn needs to win, especially, um, especially kind of already having a loss on your schedule. We've talked about how many Power Five teams are on your non-conference schedule, and of course Notre mm -hmm. Dame being one of them. You know, you need to take care of business. You need to take care of business, and I think Auburn should be able to do that. Yeah, Notre Dame is a young team, so the Penn State coach Michael Shrewsbury was there two years. He left to take over for Mike Bray at Notre Dame, and the whole team virtually is new. They have a couple of freshmen who are averaging 15 points a game. They're playing about nine guys. So I, I think so many freshmen and so little rotation player rotations, Auburn's physicality, Auburn's depth need to be used to their advantage in, in the game tonight. And then they get, you know, the winner of this game gets the winner of Oklahoma State and St. Bonaventure. All four teams in the tournament are one and one coming in. Auburn's loss to Baylor is really the only one that you look at and go, well, okay, I I could expect, I sure. can buy that. I can understand that one. The others, they're bad losses. And so if you just look at that, Auburn, I think, should be the favorite to win the two games that they play here. And, uh, and that would be good coming back home. Yeah, and they will be. They're a 14 and a half point favorite against Notre Dame tonight. Uh, whether they play Oklahoma State or the Bonnies, I think they'll be favored in that game as well. So, yeah. We'll see, you know, Auburn, way college basketball works is you're going to be favored in a lot of these. You got to win them. Yeah. You got to go out and win them. And so this is still a team that's learning to gel and mesh and rotations may look different and rotations may be impacted. 
um, just because that's what Bruce Pearl does early in the season is he tries a bunch of different things with different personnel, especially when it's a big reload like this offseason has been. So there's growing pains in that. I don't care how talented you are, Brad. You know it. You're with this team um, a ton. Like You understand Like these guys are really talented and these guys really mm -hmm. like each other, but you still got to learn how to play basketball together. Yeah. And so that's that's what this trip is about. And hopefully we see a step in that right direction when Auburn takes on Notre Dame this evening. No question. And there's so much more. I love that the, the being around these guys gives me such a better opportunity to learn that little things matter. You're not just out there playing backyard pickup basketball. You got to be at this spot at this time. And here's why. And this guy don't leave this spot until this guy's gone to this spot. And here's why. There's a lot of little details that a bunch of guys who didn't know each other a few months ago, similar to football in the first half of the season, they're, they're trying to figure that out, and yep. I'm excited to see what it looks like. Yep, yep. Brad Law, we got to a lot on today's show, but I think that about does it for today's version of Village Vice. It, it does. We thank everybody for watching. Remember, until next time, everyone has vices. Make sure Village Vice is one of yours. <laughs>